Welcome to the First Fleet 10-4 podcast and for another episode of our Driver Appreciation Week. We are very pleased to have several special guests with us today. We'll start off with uh, Mr. Mike Bishop, followed by Crystal Coffey, one of our drivers out of Murfreesboro, and then another driver named Ellison Brunson out of Florence, South Carolina. So welcome, and we're glad you're here. Yep, I would just like to call in to show a little driver appreciation this week for my terminal 097 Atlanta. You know, I'd like to give a special thanks to all the drivers located at this terminal. Without the, you know, legendary truck drivers we have, their spirit, um, our nation, our way of life, our way of living would look very different. And each and every one of you make a difference in the world every day. Thank you for fighting through this 2020 adversity in and out of the truck. Thank you for supplying our grocery stores, our shelves with the necessary essentials we need each and every day. We look up to you and we honor you. And as of this week, we are going to appreciate you for everything you've done for us this year and many years to come. Thanks, Michael. Hey, tell me, what are some of those legendary drivers at your terminal? You have any that you know offhand? Yes, we have. Uh, we have quite a few. We have. Uh, we have a gentleman by the name of Marvin Whitaker. He's been with us for several years. Um, we have another. Oh, gentleman. I know that name. We yep. know him very well. Yeah, but Mark McKnight <laughs> he, is here with me today. All right. How you doing, Mark? Hey, Mike. Good morning. So we have a few. We have uh, Marvin. We have um, Ricardo Brown. We have Michael Austin. We have uh, we have Chris Baskins. We have uh, we have so many, man. I could uh, I could literally name ninety five. You can start naming your whole terminal. Right. I could just start naming every okay. single driver that we have and uh, what accomplishments they've done. And that was one of the reasons why when I came to First Fleet, I wanted to implement a driver of the month program in our terminal and our location to show that here at this company, it, you're not just a number, you're a person and you're an individual. When you call into the number to the office, we address you as your name, not as your driver ID or your employee number or your unit number. Sure, that is awesome. So good to hear. And how long have you been with First Fleet? I've been here since December 23rd of last year, and uh, it's a great working environment. Everyone in this organization, inside and out, terminal to terminal, corporate office, you guys are amazing. Um, I can honestly stay in Murfreesboro forever. You know, you guys are great up there, every one of you. There's not one bad apple in the bunch. Your terminal, uh, Terminal 097, and basically the Atlanta market has seen a lot of growth in the last two years. Um, and my guess is is that there you have a lot of interaction and kind of cooperation between yourself and many of and the, and the local terminals in that area. If that's the case, how, how can you how can you describe how that some of that inner working relationship has been with the other terminals to where it's not just it's not just your team out there it, it's 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 working in the first fleet in general a lot of the terminals around here you know uh, we've reached out to the Atlanta dairy over at Centennial dairy they're great uh, we've reached out to Covington to West Rock you know Dothan Alabama up in Cleveland Tennessee we've reached out to every one of those locations when we're struggling as a group trying to find capacity, trying to find ways to make things happen, to keep freight moving, to keep drivers happy and maintain their hours of service. And uh, each location is phenomenal to work with. Um, they go above and beyond. Everybody pretty much stops what they're doing 
and helps assist you. If they can't find the answer, then they they point you in the direction to the person that can't answer your question. And just a great environment. I've never seen a family atmosphere and oriented as way as First Fleet is and the way they drive their people. And it's just a bunch of self-motivation throughout the entire company. That's good to hear. And, and you know, a lot of, a lot of what we, you know, continue and, and want to even increase our promotion of is, is the is the core value serve message and and you're describing a lot of that um, I was just going to ask you know is there are there, is there a piece of that serve core value message that you know really stands out to you in regards to how first fleet has made a difference to one you personally and two uh, professionally and three uh, to your teams there's been a lot um Really, everything that the serve stands for, everything that the core value stands for, is instilled with every employee that works here. Um, you know, the relationships between terminals, the respects of everyone, um, how everyone is so adapt to change, and you know, and at the end of the day, uh, with our drivers and our customers, without either one of them, we would not even need to be here. Um, and each person is just entitled to do the best they can. Uh, every person within the management team and the, um, you know, the admin teams of every terminal, um, they just they care about just doing what's right, not just when other folks are looking and other folks are watching. They just do the right thing all the time, and it really makes everyone's job easier. You have to reach out for support for everyone. Uh, you know, when I first came to First Fleet, and uh, I was struggling trying to, you know, to learn, you know, the, the values of the company and what to do and what not to do, I could reach out to folks, you know, like Jeff Johnson and Joe Zinn up in Cleveland, and you know, even David Kennedy over at the Dairy, and you know, and I could reach out to them. And, hey, guys, sorry to bother you again, but I don't understand this. I don't know this. And they're like, hey, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you. We're here to, you know, and even to my management team, which is Dave Margolis and Steve Cooper, um, I still reach out to them on a daily basis. And, you know, and there for a while I thought that, you know, I was getting on their nerves. And they're like, no, that's why we're here. We're here to help guide you and point you in the right direction so you don't fail. So everyone from the Everyone from the lowest seniority in the company to the highest seniority in the company, they care about their employees and they set them up for success. So it's been it's been a great great opportunity to work here. It really has. That is awesome. We yeah, that's that's exactly the same vibe that I got when I worked here. It's everyone is trying to help you do the best job possible. Everyone's willing to help at any time, and it's great. Yeah, I love that culture is. and. Um, I know Mr. Wilson was definitely a huge fan of doing the right thing, and that was one of yes, his, his main goals for our company. And uh, he, we just lost him this past week, but uh, I really hope that that – I feel like that has been cemented in our company culture, and that will not be – that won't be lost. We've, we're going to keep that going. Yeah, I tell a lot of people in, our, in meetings that I have, and I – you know, you can tell that when Mr. Wilson started this company, it's like you mentioned. It's just you, you pick up and do whatever needs to be done to keep to keep to keep things rolling, and doesn't matter what position you're in. And you know, it's it's interesting where how so many of our locations and terminals and managers may have never met Mr. Wilson, but it seems to be the common thread across 
the majority of our locations is you pick up and you do whatever needs to be done to kind of keep the, to keep things rolling and keep things moving. So I'm glad, glad you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he was a great person to be around. I never met him either. I never got the opportunity to, but uh, you know, only been to Murfreesboro once. I'm sure it was a very, very, very sad day for everyone up there. So definitely, yeah, and it was. You know, and it even goes into the you know the technology side of this, which with Eliz and Austin and the guys in the IT department, Corey and all them. You know, just I would challenge Google to. I would challenge, you know, you guys to team up with Google and we would blow them out of the water. I mean, you know, you guys that, you know, <laughs> you guys up there, the IT department, far more advanced, I mean, than anybody I've ever seen before. So, I mean, even the technology team, the serve center, you know, the guys, when you call into the serve center, they're always so helpful. When you send emails, the Portland breakdown department, they're, they're Johnny on the spot. They help you. They don't put you off. They don't put you off. They don't put you on hold. They tend to you right there. Um, I've never had any drivers complain about calling in and waiting on hold forever and listening to, hang, you know, or someone picks up the phone and hangs up after you've been on hold for 10 minutes. And, you know, it's just every single department is just, they care. They're, you know, it's loyalty. It's loyalty and it's, it's great. It really is. I've never seen a, I've never seen a company this size care about their people so much all the way from the top to the janitor, you know, so it's it's great to work here. It really is, and our drivers love it, and we need them, and you know, and that's what it's all about. This coming up week is to take care of them and to honor them for what they've done through this year, last year, and next year. Well, looking at looking at your schedule next week, looks like you've got a lot of stuff planned. So I know that your your team will be uh, greatly appreciative. Of, of those plans and those events that you've got going on and um, you know thank you for you know continuing to show how much appreciative we are of, of our, our folks that are in the field and our teams out there yes sir that's what it's about well thank you so much we uh, we will be um, posting throughout the week um, and everyone listening if you would like to chime in and and talk about you know oh this driver did this amazing thing, or anyone who wants to to lift up one of our one of our awesome drivers, call in, hit that ask button on the mobile app, and right in the podcast section, and give us a call, leave us a message. We would love to hear from you as well. So, thank you, Mike. Uh, we really appreciate you calling in, and it is really a joy to hear from you and hear all about all of your great drivers down in Atlanta. All right, thank you so much. Hi, this is David Beeney. We're celebrating National Truck Driver Appreciation Week this week. I know it's a challenging job between the traffic and road construction, the sometimes careless other drivers you share the road with, the delivery schedules, and sometimes congested delivery points. You have to navigate a lot of obstacles on a daily basis to do your job safely. I just want to thank you and let you know that we appreciate everything you do to make sure our customers get outstanding service. And not just this week, but 52 weeks a year. Thanks again, and be careful out there. Thank you for calling in. Uh, would you mind telling everybody that's listening your name and uh, where, you're, where you're driving out of? Um, well, my name is Crystal Coffey, and I'm the only female driver at the West Rock facility in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You uh, messaged me on Facebook about an awesome story from one of our drivers, and since it's Driver Appreciation Week, I was wondering if you could tell it to everybody because we wanted to, to honor this driver. So just tell us, tell us what happened. 
Well, um, basically, um, I was given a dispatch to go to Chattanooga, and I was helping the Gallatin West Rock deliver a load to Chattanooga. I had prior work done to my rig, and I didn't know my lines were adjusted. It happens sometimes. We miss things. We're only human. I delivered my load, and um, when I was coming back, from delivering my load, I was on Rossville Avenue and I heard a big bang. Turns out when I got out to assess the problem, this is a very busy highway and intersection. And what I basically did was I assessed the problem. It turns out that my airlines had got caught in my wheel and that my box was also tore out, pigtail box. What I basically did was I was in a panic because this has never happened to me before as a driver. I've been driving for five years. I basically called my uh, dispatcher, told him what was going on. And meanwhile, there's cars just flying down through the highway. And he basically said just immediately call roadside service, uh, call the center, get a service truck out. Well, as I was doing that, um, a driver had pulled over. It was an elderly man. He pulled over. He had a first fleet hat on. He introduced himself as Mr. Nichols, and Mr. Nichols was saying, you know, let's let's get these triangles out to divert traffic going the other other way so that they know you're broke down because I was in a panic at this time. Sure. And basically he helped me get the triangles out he said I just happened to be on vacation he said I he said I wanted to stop to help you out and so he said he decided to sit and talk with me until help arrived and what he talked to me about was to tell me that you know we all make mistakes we're human um, he told me about the mistakes that he's made. He said, don't feel bad about it. Sometimes we don't catch things like we should, but it's a lesson we learn. He also right. talked about that truck drivers need to help other truck drivers, and right. especially ones that work for the same company. We work in different terminals, but we're coworkers, and he did not have to stop, and he did. He stopped to help me. And I am thankful for him, and I'm thankful that he did that for me. So I'm very yeah. grateful, and I, I I love all my coworkers. I love it here. I've, I'm working on my two years with First Fleet, and I have met so many amazing drivers that work for First Fleet. I'm telling you. I mean, they will pitch in and help you out when you need help. <laughs> sure. That I'm is thankful. awesome. And that's exactly what we have noticed as well, is that our drivers are willing to go above and beyond for each other and for our company, and that is an awesome story. I tell you what, that's that's exactly what we want out of our um, out of our employees. That's exactly what we want to hear, that we're just uh, doing the right thing and helping each other. Yeah, and I think one thing that promotes that is that pay it forward. Yeah. You know, there's so many instances where we have those opportunities to, you remember a good situation where someone came in to help. And it's like, if you know that people are out there and wanting to help you, it makes us and it gives us the opportunity to say, hey, I want to help the next person. So I think if we continue to keep promoting that, that's a great thing that keeps our company moving forward and successful. And I know, I'm sure he also helped you kind of 
figure out how to make sure that never happened again, too, right? <laughs> yes. I'll let yes, absolutely. Those those brake lines that can be catastrophic. So I'm glad you got stopped safely and, and um, he stuck, stuck with you and uh, everything turned out well. So that's good to hear. It was wonderful to hear from Crystal. And now we have another caller, uh, Mr. Ellison Brunson from Florence, South Carolina. How's hey, everyone? Good morning. We're doing great. We're doing great. How are how are things in Florence, South Carolina? There's, there's everything's going well. Uh, I'm in Savannah right now, but when I left, it was in good shape. So I better say it's the same right now. <laughs> oh, good. Well, hey, um, just wanted to thank you so much for calling us. We um, we are trying to uh, have a good time with Driver Appreciation Week, and we want to make sure that we hear a lot of stories from our drivers. So that's why we asked you to call in and. We just wanted to kind of talk to you and, and hear a little bit about, about you. And First of all, tell us a little a bit about yourself as far as you, you know, what you like to do, you know, uh, how long you've been driving, um, okay. what keeps you driving, and, and, and big thing is what keeps you with first fleet. Exactly. Yes, well, first of all, I, I am I'm a 21-year veteran. I've been driving um, uh, for that many years. Now, before that, I was a certified, I am a certified mechanic had my own business for over 10 years, but uh, decided I wanted to drive. I had a brother and a nephew that uh, were drivers, and, and then when they told me the experiences and all that, and I always loved driving. So I decided to go to school, and I took the course and uh, went to work. I started out in uh, Atlanta with Rocor, and from there I worked my way up to my own truck. So I had three trucks for a while and sold out of those and decided to become a company driver because I needed benefits for my wife and family. So. Um, in 1998 is when I went into the trucking industry, and in '05 I started to drive for a company. So I've been driving 21 years. Wow. The, How long have you been first fleet? First fleet, five years. Five years. Five years. Uh, yeah, I knew I knew Darren before uh, he came to first fleet. I was driving for Brown Trucking as a uh, company driver, and he was working for them, and I drove for them for a little while then. When First Fleet came uh, to Florence, I, I would say, well, not Florence, it was Latta, uh, I applied, and he saw my app and, and recognized the name and all that, so he gave me a call, and he and I talked, and he said, well, um, told me where they were located and everything, so uh, that's when I put the app in, and, and we all, we've been rolling ever since, so, uh, yeah, it's, I, I love the company. I, my main thing is, when I had my own trucks, I didn't like breakdowns, so I tried to keep good equipment and all that. And First Fleet does that. When I started with them, they had brand-new truck, and I just got a 2020 last August, and I already have 106,000 miles on that truck um, from that time until now. So I, I just don't like breakdowns. I like keep rolling, and Darren does a very good job at keeping us going. That is awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. I, I, my wife and I, uh, when I was yeah, I had my own truck, uh, she would ride with me from time to time, so she got the experience of knowing what, we as truck drivers experienced over the road, and when this local job became available, she was, you know, happy for me because she wanted me home every day and, 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 and uh, you know, on weekends and all that. So um, when Darren told me, he said, you may have to drive maybe one weekend out of a month or something like that, but normally we're home uh, every day and off on weekends, and that just made her happy as it could, uh, she could be. So she's still tickled that I'm, I'm here and I'm local every day. <laughs> I can I can understand that. It is hard when you don't see your people, you know. 
Yes. Well, I did I did eight years uh, over the road, and that's from California to Canada. I did all in between all the states, and um, there were times when I'd be gone two weeks at the time, maybe a week or so, and, and, and I kept coming, working my way down until, as I say, I got a local job. Brown was the first, and but it was not home every day. Then when I came to work for first week, uh, home every night, and we drive, as I said, you make one weekend out of a month. Sometimes it's not even that much, but there's no problem. He tells us in advance, so we prepare for it. And then you still have family arrangements that afternoon, so you, you know, it, it's not a bad deal. Well, is that probably your favorite thing about First Fleet, is just being uh, home? Well, and... Yeah, I mean, I, I have no complaints. I mean, if you ask Darren or Sonny, um, in the years they've known me, I just don't give, I don't give a person a problem because <clears throat> I know what it's like to be out there on my own. I know what it's like to be uh, in a situation where situ- nothing is going to be perfect. And sometimes you get a driver that goes there. We've gone there. They'll, they'll be complaining up and down. But they don't know what that uh, uh, person that we are delivering to has gone through before we got there. I had my own business, so I know what it's about when things don't always go, go, go well. So I try my best to be considerate. And if a situation doesn't work out well with the delivery on my part, I may call and report that, but I don't call with an attitude. I just explain to them why I'm being delayed. And when it's all said and done, everybody's happy, and the customer is not upset because I came there being irate with my attitude. That's that's not the way I treat it. You know, you, you mentioned a good thing Ed, in regards to you, you use the word attitude, and you use it in a specific way of not calling in with an attitude, but that goes in, in the way of, an attitude and your attitude is the is the one that can control the situation. And, right. you know, when you are in control of that situation and, and you bring an attitude into it where you're wanting to be uh, helpful and, and beneficial to those around you, yes. that has like a spray effect and, it, and where it, it affects those around you and can, and can really change the situation of, of where you, of what you're doing um, yes. and those that you're with. So, and I know that that can also go with, with sitting behind the wheel uh, and driving, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, the attitude which you you're driving has a huge impact on those that are around you uh, on the road. Um, what's, what's some advice that you can give, you know, we may have some new drivers that may be listening in. What is, what's some great advice that you can talk to about as far as taking your attitude to those around you on the road? Okay. Well, one of the main things that I, 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 feel that drivers uh, in the in the industry we're in, because we have such a large vehicle, we need to show common courtesy to the smaller vehicles on the road. And and by that I mean, if, if, if at all possible, uh, nothing more than a uh, person on the entrance ramp. If I can, if I see a vehicle and I, I'm looking far enough ahead down that road, and I see that vehicle coming on that entrance ramp, I know that I need to try to work my way over as quickly as possible to allow them to get on and not be bullheaded and say, look, I'm bigger than you, you're going to wait for me, and, and try to pass in that right lane. I try my best to get over. Even if that means applying the brake, allowing that lane, left lane to clear, and get over. Whereas some persons, when they come on, they may not do that. I'm saying the truckers may not move over, not because they can't or they're not willing to back off. That's a, I try my best to make another person's day better rather than me being the one saying, look, you're going to, Respect me because I'm larger than you. That's that's one of the things I see as well. Um, also, if I'm driving and I'm in that uh, uh, in the right lane and a person overtakes me or whatever, 
I try my best to make sure they have the, the space necessary to get in. I, I, I'm not a, as I said, I'm not a road hog because I'm a large vehicle, but I, I want to show respect as a professional out here because lives are involved and also, as you said, attitude. If I pass them and cut them off, uh, I could really cause somebody to get upset, and they may try to do things to to make my day difficult. And I don't want to do that. I love that answer, and uh, greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah, and uh, there's. There's a lot of four wheelers out there that could also use some of that advice and uh, and, and not wanting to, <laughs> to do the same thing. So the advice you gave is pretty global. So thank you for that, and uh, we we appreciate you you sharing in that way. But I, I love I love driving, and I said that I don't know how many I know I have almost two million miles in those years that I've driven because I've average I know the average. When I had my own truck, about 130,000 miles a year, I think, whatever the legal amount is, I would say. And since then, uh, normally somewhere 100,000 or more from that time on once I became a, a, a local driver. But in, in all the years, I, I surely, because I know what it's like to have someone not show me respect, I try to show those other persons out there. And, and uh, normally I go through my day without coming home, um, Bending to my wife about a bad day, you know, she had to ride with me to see what we experienced sometimes. But now she knows she uh, rarely will she hear me complain about a day that I've had out here driving because I just don't allow it to um, control me. Uh, that's not that's not the way I want to be. I want to get home, have a good afternoon, everything goes well, and look forward to the next day. That's wonderful. I I feel like that that's a goal for everybody if we can just not let other people on the road or just in our lives in general control us and make us feel certain ways. That's definitely something that we all try, should try and fight for is not to, not to let others get our goat. That, go, that goes back to, you know, is my, is my attitude going to be contagious to another person or is, am I going to let somebody else's attitude be contagious on me? So again, you, you, the more you can control the situation, the better it is for you. And, and then eventually for those around you down, the, down, the, down the pipe. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So, but I, other than that, I have no no, no complaints at all. I, I love it. I, I love the company. Uh, when they when they have driver appreciation day, there's, there's always plenty of food there and the like. And well, we have a, a just a family type atmosphere. Uh, most of the drivers there, we all get along well. I, we just have so much fun. You go in, you get your paperwork, you get your load, you go and you come back. And so, it's, it's no difficulties I know of. Um, in the Florence uh, terminal at all. I think all of us get along very well. Well, I know you've got a good team there. I know uh, I've been uh, there the last three Christmases, uh, and I know Darren and Sonny uh, do a great job um, of managing that, lo managing that location. And um, I'll have to say, you mentioned food, and I've got to ask the question. One thing that I've learned about South Carolina is the traditional chicken bog. Is yes. chicken bog one of your, you know, kind of your traditional food as well? Yes, and and they they the last I think the last time we had uh, driver appreciation day they they ordered in uh, ordered you know ordered that in for us and I mean there are pans of it there and, and I love it so yeah they had everything all the trimmings and the drink to go along with it so yeah it is it's, it's still a tradition area in our area. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that keeps me coming back each year. Is the uh, I've got to get me some chicken box. We don't show a chicken box in Tennessee. Yeah, it's it's something to look forward to. I'm telling you, yeah, yeah. So and nobody's complaining. I hadn't heard the first complaint. <laughs> the, pl the plates aren't big enough. 
But I, I tell you what else I love about them. If we're out on the road and we're going to get in late, they make sure they fix a plate for us, set it aside, and uh, that way, you know, it, it, uh, the other drivers can eat um, their fill, but at the same time, I'll have mine or whoever the other drivers are that's not there yet. They won't miss out on it. They make sure of that. That's good. And, hey, remind me again, what do you guys haul over there in Florence? Uh, roll stock paper. Okay. What kind of a how much how much load is that? Like what what do you normally how much weight are you normally hauling? Normally the the lowest would be maybe thirty nine thousand, but the maximum somewhere around I had about a forty four thousand pound. It was thirty forty four something the other day. So yeah. And and what what I've done for Dave aside myself and a young young driver named Bashan, we have the the uh, option of pulling these trailers that uh, they they're high cube. They're extra tall rolls, so they yeah. modified our trucks by lowering the tire size, and we went to Alabama and picked up six of those trailers that uh, and I'm 6'2", and those trailers must, those, those rolls must be almost eight feet tall. They're way taller than me, and uh, yeah. we, we, we pulled those to Morrisville, Stagesville, and what's the other one? That's three. Uh, Winston-Salem. Those, those three mm-hmm. box plants get those extra tall rolls, so they keep us rolling with that as well. Excellent. Do you have to worry about bridges a lot? That That is the reason why they lower the trucks and the trailers. The, the trailers have, yeah, extra small tires, a low profile, let's say that, and my truck has low profile tires to clear. A standard uh, tractor can't, uh, is not supposed to pull those trailers because they could hit a low bridge or a low un, um, overpass. That is that is wonderful. It is so good to hear your story, just to hear hear about you and your life and what you're hauling. Um, we yeah. have real. I really enjoyed getting to hear about you know what drivers are hauling, how what they experience on a day to day basis, and just kind of touch base and and say that I mean, we this company would not exist without you, uh, without all of our drivers. We wouldn't, and we know that, and so we um, all try and make sure that we lift you guys up. And not just this week, but every day of the year. And okay. so we thank you for your work. Well, I appreciate everything as well. And, and one final thing I'll say, the, the companies that we deliver to, uh, many times they have box plants, but we also bring some loads down here to, to Savannah to the uh, port. So they're, they're, they're exported out. But most of the places that we go, they see us enough. We have a good rapport with them. They don't give us a hard time. Uh, we may get there a few minutes early sometimes, and if we get there a few minutes late, but I'm not talking about an hour or two. I mean a few minutes because sometimes you get caught in a traffic jam or road construction. No problem. They get us there, get us unloaded, and send us on our way. And most of the time they know us by face and all that. So it is, where we go and where we deliver to is is just a warm atmosphere. As I say, no attitudes, no no personality clashes. And uh, I think they welcome us to get that product to them so they can get the box made and we, everybody just keep going. Everybody's making money. Everybody's happy. It's been great. Thank you so, so much okay. for, for sharing your time with us uh, yes, this sir. morning. We okay. really appreciate you coming And uh, we, will, we hope you have a great Driver Appreciation Week and enjoy that chicken bog. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. And you too have a good weekend. I hope everything goes well. Talk to you at a later time, okay? All right. Thank you, Ed. All right. Bye now. Thanks again for listening to one of our awesome Driver Appreciation Week podcasts. We are having a great time interviewing drivers, and we hope that you're having a fun time listening.
If you have any comments or questions, feel free to call in. Let us hear from you. And uh, we hope you have a great rest of your week. Drive safe.